Hi, I'm Peter Palma, the pastor of Taipei International Church, and I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast today. This program is designed to encourage you, to help you grow in your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus. May God bless you as you listen. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, as a pastor, it is difficult not to see you guys each week. And uh, originally, I was planning to preach through the book of Mark uh, starting after Easter. But as we continued to be unable um, to, uh, to meet, I've just been thinking about what, what do you need? What is going to help you go through this time with your faith intact? That, that you would not go through this time weaker in faith, but stronger in faith. Because we're a, we're a body and we're created to, to be together. God intended us to gather uh, as a family, and, and we need one another. You cannot be a, a Christian in isolation unless, you know, there's extreme circumstances and it's just impossible. But uh, barring impossibility, God has created us to be together uh, the church is the body of Christ, and you can't be connected to the head and be disconnected from the body. You're intended to be connected to the body, and I've, I've just been praying and, and asking the Lord, what, what is it that people need, and how can their faith be strengthened? And today I, I want to talk about how we grow spiritually and the, the soil of our heart and what you can do during this time to make sure that you're growing, that your faith is becoming stronger. And so I've got this bonsai tree in front of me, and, um, you know, I am not much of a, a green thumb, as, as we say in, in English. I, I'm, I kill plants. Um, one time, Bo and I got a cactus, and uh, we, the cactus died, and I, I thought, man, I am, uh, I am less nurturing than a desert. And uh, it, it, this plant will probably die, but we'll see. I'll ask Sun Kim how to care for it. But it's, it's highly unlikely that it will live uh, because it requires a lot of maintenance. Um, you know, bonsai trees, are, they have the same DNA as a big tree as a large tree and you know you may remember me talking about bonsai trees about a year ago so I'm I'm borrowing from a, a sermon from about a year ago but bonsai trees have the same DNA as a large tree this is a tree in a small container the the soil as you can see is is not very deep it's it's pretty shallow and so what happens when you have shallow soil is the roots can't go down deep and it just restricts its growth and it needs a lot of attention to stay alive. Um, Jesus, in Mark chapter 4, he talks about four different types of soil. And he's trying to explain to the people as, as these large crowds are gathering to hear him speak, they've seen his miracles um, they've, there's a buzz about Jesus. The religious leaders are interested in what's going on. And all these people gather to hear him. And Jesus, he just decides to explain, look, this is, this is what the kingdom is like. The sower goes out to sow his seeds, and he 
throws some seed, it lands on the paths, and birds come and take it away. Some seed goes on the rocky soil, and it shoots up real quick, but the sun gets on it. Other seed gets on the thorny soil, and the, the thorns choke it out. And other seed gets on good soil, and it produces 30, 60, 100 times as much as what was sown. Well, uh, Jesus just leaves it like that. He doesn't explain it to the people. And he, he says, you know, he who has ears, let him hear. And then he gets in a boat. Uh, well, Mark doesn't tell us he gets in a boat, but he goes away and then his disciples are with him and they're like, what, what in the world does that mean? Imagine Jesus just telling this story about four soils, four types of soil in this, this sower and, and no explanation. It would have been pretty confusing. And so the disciples have no idea what he's talking about, and they ask, what does it mean? And then we see in the explanation that the four different types of soil represent different conditions of the heart. And so the first one, Jesus says, is, is the hard, or is, uh, well, he, he says that it's hard, hard soil, and the birds come and they take it away. So the seed is the word of God, it's, it's the gospel of the kingdom. And, you know, this is like when someone preaches, I'm preaching right now, uh, when you go to Connect Group and you talk about the Word, when you read the Bible, that is the seed. And so that seed gets thrown out, it gets planted, but some people, they have hard hearts. Their hearts are hard, and so they hear a sermon, they're in a Connect Group, they're reading the Bible, but it has no impact. It doesn't get into their heart at all. And so what happens, Satan comes and he takes it away, and there's no change. Well, you know, as we go through this parable, one of the things is we want to examine our own heart. We want to check our own heart and say, do I have a hard heart? And how would we know if we have a hard heart? Well, a heart is hardened through pride. We know that Pharaoh hardened his heart against God um, and that he was proud. He didn't think he needed to submit to God. Uh, and so if you can remember these, what, how, what creates a hard heart? I like to say ABCs, the ABCs. An angry heart, a bitter heart, a critical heart, and sin that is habitual. All right, so sin that, that you just keep on doing. So angry, bitter, critical, and any sin in general that you know is wrong and you keep on doing it. Anger, Scripture tells us in Ecclesiastes 7, verse 9, um, that anger lodges in the bosom, in the, the heart of fools. Um, and so it, it's, it's a bad thing. If, if you find yourself, you get angry at people easily or frequently, there, there may be an, there's probably an issue in your heart. Uh, that you need to deal with that you wouldn't even realize it, but when you hear the word of God, it's going to have a hard time penetrating and having an impact. And so if you go out in situations and if you find yourself easily angry uh, in the supermarket, on the street, in conversation with coworkers, if you're easily angered, uh, there may be some hardness there, bitterness, so A, B, C, sees bitterness bitterness is unforgiveness and and hebrews talks it says do not let a bitter root grow up a bitter root of unforgiveness that defiles 
many. When, when you're angry at someone and you refuse to forgive, it's going to harden your heart and you're not going to understand the gospel. You're going to hear things, but it's not going to have an impact. And you can be in Bible study. You can read your Bible every day. You can listen to my sermons and listen to Tim Keller and listen to John Piper and listen to other people, listen to the best preaching in the world. But if the heart if your heart is hard through bitterness, it will not have an impact. And so uh, bitterness, you know, really, some of us, we think, well, you know, I'm just going to take my time to forgive so-and-so, or I don't feel like forgiving, so I'm not going to forgive. And, and we just try to compartmentalize that. But the truth is, you can't compartmentalize unforgiveness. It's not like you can hold on to uh, anger towards someone um, in your heart while doing all these things for Jesus on the other side. And, you know, I know so, some of you have gone through traumatic things. You have experienced deep trauma but God calls you to forgive just as Christ has forgiven us. And so if there is bitterness in your heart, if there's unforgiveness, if you have anger at your mom, it's going to harden your heart and the gospel is not going to make an impact. And so during this time when you're doing your devotions and you're getting into the word, if you have bitterness the word is not going to penetrate, so forgive. You need to forgive, and it, forgiveness is not a feeling. It's an action by faith. It's releasing the debt to God, and you can forgive by faith, not by feeling. Now, see, a critical heart. If you find yourself judging others, and this really gets back to pride, if, if you're criticizing the way people do things, the uh, criticizing um, you know, the way they dress, the way they act, the way they treat people. You know, Jesus says that, that you, we don't need to judge people. He says, do not judge. For the same measure that you judge, you will be judged. And, you know, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So instead of being critical of people, we want to be merciful. We don't need to put labels on people and say, oh, they're so selfish. Oh, that was, you know, such a inane thing to do, such an idiotic thing to do. I can't stand that person. The, these type of critical comments, they actually harden our heart against the Word of God. And so, again, if, if we're cultivating that type of soil, this critical spirit in our heart, and we're criticizing our leaders, we're, we're, you know, you're criticizing your boss or your coworkers or people around you, what that is doing is it's hardening your heart. So when you're in your quiet time reading the Bible, the Word of God is, is not going to penetrate. It's, it's not going to take root. And so I want to just tell you, don't, don't criticize. If you're going to be critical, do it in a way that solves the issue that is loving, but not just to complain. And then C, the ABCs, the S in the ABCs uh, would be sin that's habitual. So if, if there's sin that you know is wrong, and maybe nobody knows about it, nobody's going to see it. It's something you do in secret, and you just think, well, you know what, this is just my thing. 
that is going to harden your heart because the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you again and again and again. And if, if you keep saying, no, it's okay, no, it's okay, Jesus forgives me, it's not a big deal, but the Word of God says don't do it, that hardens your heart. And no matter how many sermons you listen to, no matter how much worship music you sing, no matter how much of the Bible you read, your heart has become hardened by sin. And so these are things that harden the soil of our heart where the the gospel is just not going to have an impact, even if we're there listening. There were all kinds of people. There were great crowds. They came to hear Jesus speak. It's not like they were in the shop totally ignoring Jesus. They were actually there physically present, and they were listening, and Jesus is looking out, and he knows there are people who are angry, bitter, critical, and, and habitually sinning. He knows they're there. And he's saying, it doesn't matter. I can can preach, I can teach, and and it goes to them, but immediately it's gone and it has no impact because the heart is hard. We're going to talk about how to soften the soil of our heart in a few minutes. So if you feel like, oh man, I've got some hardness there, uh, just hold on a minute. The other soil is the shallow soil, right? It's it's the rocky soil. And basically there's a, a small layer of topsoil and then there, uh, there are rocks underneath. And so you've got something like the bonsai tree that it has enough soil to sprout up, but it can't go anywhere. And, and Jesus says, it's, you know, it shoots up quickly, but once the sun gets on it, uh, it becomes, uh, it, it, it withers and it dies. And I can't bring the sun in here, but, you know, I, I brought in this, this hair dryer to sim- stimulate the sun. And so imagine if I just blew on this, you know, and I'm, I, if I did this for a day or two days or three days, uh, eventually all this soil is going to dry up and it's not going to be able to, to get any water and it's going to die. Because in a regular tree, you don't need to do that. Because the regular tree can handle the sun because the roots go down deep into the soil. But there are some people who are listening to Jesus who were coming and they, didn't, they had roots like this. They were shallow. And so once, once the trouble of life gets on them, once, once it, you know, the, the hair dryer of life starts burning them up, they're, they're gone. They wither and they die. And... and what really is the problem is that instead of putting their roots into Jesus, into the depths of his love for them, into relationship with him, they're putting their roots into other things. And so we could do this at church, and one of the ways we can do it is instead of putting our roots into Jesus, we put our roots into the programs and we say, oh, man, I, I, love the, I love the small groups. Or I, we put our roots into our preferences. I, I love the coffee. Well, we don't have coffee anymore, and we don't have free breakfast anymore. And all of that's gone. And so for people who are coming to church because of the, the refreshments or because of the, they like the music or because they like the programs and the classes, or maybe they like the people. And, and so it was, man, I'll go to TIC because I love the people there. I mean, it's, I love the people too. The people are great. But if that's the reason I'm coming to church, once, once that gets taken away, my roots get exposed and, and pretty soon the heat of life is going to get on me and I'm gonna, my faith is going to wither. 
You see, we were never intended to find our nourishment from programs or people or preferences. And there are a lot of things we can get excited about at, at TIC, but the only thing that will sustain us is Jesus. And this is a, another thing that, you know, we, we could feel like, man, I'm, I'm just not getting taught getting fed enough in, in connect group or I'm not getting fed enough from the preaching or, or whatever it is. And, and the preaching can always get better. Trust me, I know that. And, and you can pray, pray for me, pray for me that, that I would get better. Uh, pray that this connect groups would get better. But the truth is that um, the condition of the soil of the heart is just as important as the seed that's getting planted because you can have the best seed but if the soil is shallow it's not going to grow now the other types of soil was the thorny soil and the, and the thorny soils is when it crowds out the word of god and you know it, jesus says that it, it's the cares of this life the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things they they get in and they crowd out the gospel and so these are people who are sitting in in church they're they're watching sermons on youtube they're reading their bible they're getting the word into them but the problem is it's getting crowded out. It, it can't actually take root in their heart to bring about change because there's a love for other things that's greater than their love for Jesus. And, and Jesus says the cares of this life. What are the cares of this life? You know, just trying to get fed, trying to get clothing, trying to get a job, trying to take care of my family. I'm, I'm trying to do all these things that God wants me to do. And, and those begin to overwhelm the gospel. And, and the gospel lowers in our priority list or... You know, otherwise, some people, they're just chasing money. They want money, but Jesus says wealth is deceitful. Why is that? Well, we look for our uh, safety in money, our security in money, don't we? We want, um, we, we think if, if I got so much money in the bank or if I've got so much money in my retirement fund, then I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be safe. And then COVID-19 happens, and suddenly what we saved is not nearly as much as what it was a month ago or two months ago or three months ago, and, and my future has changed because of the changes in the economy. See, wealth can't keep you safe. And the other thing we want is significance. We, you know, if we have money, then I'm, I'm going to be significant. I'll, I'll be somebody. If I have these possessions, then people can look at me and, and say, wow, he made it. But that building our money, our building our significance on, on, on possessions is, is like building our, our significance on the sand. A wave comes and it's gone. The other thing is we think it's going to satisfy. We think that life will be good if I have lots of stuff, if I have the right stuff, if I've got the great stuff, my life is going to be good. But it's, it's not. Because there are people who've got more money than anybody else in the world and they still commit suicide. People who have more money than anybody else in the world and they're still getting divorced and their children don't talk to them. Money does not satisfy but if we think it does, if we think we can get our significance, if we think we can get our security, if we think we can get our satisfaction from money, the Word of God is not going to be able to find a place in our heart. 
and the desires for other things, you know, this desire for popularity, desire for fun, desire for the pleasures of this world, that, that we could be so busy chasing fun things and great experiences that the Word of God has no place. And maybe we check into the service on Sunday, maybe we watch the live stream and immediately we're, we're running out to, to do our own thing. And if we do that, we got to be careful because what can happen is it, it just gets choked out. There's no space for the Word of God to take root. But then Jesus says there's a fourth soil, is the good soil. And you can see on the TV screen behind me the wheat uh, that is, is filling the field. And there is a good soil, a soft heart that receives the Word of God. And even if it's just one truth, one tiny seed, it can transform their life. And this is part of our strategy with the online connect groups is we're just asking simple questions. What does this teach us about God? What does it teach us about people and the, the things they, they are tempted by, the things they do? What do we need to change? These three simple questions. Why? Because if we can get one truth in our heart and apply it, if we can receive that one truth, accept it as the word of God, we're going to be transformed, and it can bear 30, 60, 100 times as much. The gospel is so powerful. The word of God is so powerful that if your heart is prepared, just one truth can transform you. And so the, what we really need, in addition to good preaching and, and good teaching and, and good groups, what will make the biggest difference is the condition of our heart. And so we want to ask ourselves, if I'm not growing like I want to be growing, is it my heart? Do I have a hard heart? Am I angry? Am I bitter? Am I critical? Is there sin that I'm just accepting and making excuses for? Are the roots of my faith going into Jesus? Or are they going into TIC? Because if the roots of your faith go into TIC, once, once the sun comes out, once, once the pressure gets on you, your faith is going to wither. The only way your faith can be sustained is if it's Jesus. You could put your faith in, in a YWAM community. You could put your faith in online preaching from, from better pastors or your BSF group or your fellowship group or uh, all kinds of groups, your online connect group. If your faith is going into people, programs, preferences, your faith will wither when it gets hot. But if it goes into Jesus, it will last. Because Jesus is deep enough to sustain you. And then we want to ask ourselves, am, am I getting crowded out? Am I getting crowded out by uh, the cares of this life? Am I allowing um, Jesus to become an afterthought? How do I know if, if, if I'm thorny soil? Well, where does Jesus fit on your priority list? That, that would be the question. Uh, do you find that you consistently say, I don't have time to, to be with Jesus in prayer? I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't have time to connect in fellowship or with a connect group. I don't have time. I'm too 
busy, if, if, if you find that you are consistently too busy, it's probably because Jesus is not much of a priority and you have other things that are priorities. Because everybody's got the same amount of time in their week. I, uh, you know, one of, uh, one of the pastors that I know, he said, you and Beyonce have the same number of hours <laughs> in your week. The, the question is just what am I prioritizing? And where does Jesus fit in my priorities? Where does spiritual growth fit in my priorities? Is this something I care about? Because if, if you don't, if you find that, that you're not investing any time into it, you're, you're probably going to find that you don't, if you ask the hard question, you don't actually care. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you were encouraged, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify so others can find our channel. If you have a friend who would be encouraged by this episode, please let them know about it. Share it with them. If you live in the Taipei area and you'd like to join us on a Sunday for service, go to our website, www.taipeichurch.org. And if you're around the world and you'd like to participate in our Sunday service, you can join our live stream on our YouTube channel, Taipei International Church. So whether you live in Taipei, Taiwan, or another nation, may God bless you. May His face shine upon you, and may He give you peace. See you next time.